Welcome to the latest edition of the Views from the Wings podcast. I'm Nishan Ryan and here with Aaron Palacios. And you know, we're at the point in the summer of we aren't really hearing anything from the Eagles, anything news-wise. So, and you know, we have training camp coming up in the in the upcoming weeks. So we'll take this this whole episode and we'll just talk about you know the the some receive uh some positions that we think are. That are gonna be very interesting, and for me, I think that's the running back position. You know, we already know who running back one is gonna be. It's gonna be Miles Sanders, but we re- we have no clue who's gonna be the be who's gonna be the backups behind him. So I'm looking. I think it'll most likely be. I think it's gonna be Kenneth Gainwell and then Jordan Howard and then uh, Boston Scott. That's how I see it playing out. How do you see it playing out? Well, I mean, they've got eight eight running backs on the roster, um, as far as I know. Um, I, I, I unless you know what, I think Elijah Holyfield may not be on the roster anymore. So if he's gone, then that would bring it to seven. Um, actually, you know what? Some of the some of these names might not be here anymore. Um, but from what I know, I mean, it's it's Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell. Um, carry on Johnson, Jordan Howard. Um, and then, you know, back a couple, you know, they had uh, Jason Huntley, Elijah Holyfield, and Adrian Killens were here. So they could make their way back, you know, on the team, you know, just depending on what, the, you know, the other teams do that, that happen right now. But um, to me, it's probably going to be carrying – I think they end up carrying four running backs. Um, okay. And I, I think it could be Sanders, Scott, Gainwell, and, and – um, I'm sorry, uh, Sanders, Sanders, Gainwell, Johnson, and, and Howard. I, I don't know if, if Boston Scott will be able to carve out a role here um, anymore with with so many more bodies here. Even though he's, you know, he's obviously had some some success in short period of time, in short in short stretches. But um, Carry on Johnson, I think, is a little bit of a sleeper coming in here. I know he's had a bad year last year and he's been kind of uh, underwhelming after you know he, he had a really good rookie year. Yeah. Um, so I'm 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 cons- I'm curious to see how how that plays out, but I I do think they probably carry four running backs, uh, maybe not you know four active, but uh, definitely three active and maybe a fourth just you know one of those inactive. on that inactive list that these usually release maybe a few hours before kickoff. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. don't just looking at the raw at the running back roster. There's like a lot of guys. It's just. I, Honestly, I don't think Boston Scott should make the roster. Yeah, he he has like two good games a year. That's against the Giants, but he doesn't he doesn't bring anything else to the to the team. He's not a good punt returner or kick returner. So yeah, it's just like you said. I think it's gonna be Howard Holy uh, Howard Gainwell. Johnson and Sanders, those are going to be the guys, and mm-hmm. maybe, maybe Carry on Johnson will probably be the odd man out when it comes to that game day roster. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I'm really, I'm not sure how they're going to use Miles Sanders, like how how many carries a game he's really going to get, just because of kind of how the running backs coach has been asked about it. So, you know, there's, there's not really uh every down back anymore. You got like maybe two every down backs in the NFL right now. So, yeah. be interesting. Not, I think he's like, you, you're not gonna, 
you're never gonna get those like those guys who are gonna carry like between twenty and thirty times because if you do that, you're just gonna be running the you're running back into the ground. Mm-hmm. And we saw that what happened with Demarco Murray. He was getting like, three hundred touches a year, and he's no longer in the NFL. So mm-hmm. I think I think Jordan Howard Howard will most likely be like the power power back like. If it's like third and one, fourth and one, or on the goal line, he'll probably get the touches there. And then, yeah, it's. I was telling, I forgot who I was telling this to, but I just, I have no grasp on how this Eagle season is gonna go. Everything is so much in the air, like to to the coach, to the quarterback, to the wide receivers, to the running back, to the cornerbacks, and everything. Like this whole team is a mess. And you don't mm-hmm. know what to make of it. And that's kind of – I know training camp hasn't even started, but at, at some point we should know what this team is going to look like. And hopefully we will be able to see clips from training camp and eventually be, we'll be able to see the team play in the preseason. Yeah, it's it could go a bunch of different ways for this team. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to be said for a new a new system, you know. Next year, Johnny coming in. We've seen we've seen first year head coaches really make a strong impact for some, you know, even poor teams. And you know, by strong impact, I don't necessarily even mean you know playoff pushes or contenders. But um, I think like when you saw Arizona when they you know brought in Kingsbury or um, Green Bay when they brought in the floor, you saw like a real philosophy change and a real difference in how you know kind of those teams operated and. There could be, you know, you could see that that shift, and I think um, you probably won't know until the season starts. But you could get some indications in, in preseason, or um, you know, even even training camp, or you know, or, organized team activities. And I, I I don't know what this team does. And they on paper they don't they don't really have a ton of talent, like just league wide, like how. And I think I think Eagles fans are notorious for overrating some of the players they have, but I mean, it's just like when you look at their, when you look at just the talent across the board, it's, it's not really great. And yeah, you can compare each position group to just, just position groups within the division. And there's not many position groups. Um, the Eagles are going to be leading, you know, if you compare wide receiver corps or, no way. or lines, no way. Or running back corps or quarterbacks, you compare those just within the division. It's, the Eagles might have one or two that, that they're the best in the division, like as far as a unit or a position. So I, I just think that there's a lot of hype and a lot of um, optimism around this team. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to like say like you can't be optimistic or you shouldn't be, but I just don't see why I don't see where the optimism is coming from. Cause like, like if I was, if I was a fan of, you know, a middling team last year, I don't, I don't know if coming into this year, I would, I would feel like, you know, we've got a ton to look forward to. So I don't know. Like, I just feel like I just feel like this team does not um, have a, have a ton of ton of things they can hang their hat on as far as as far as twenty twenty one. Yeah, and I kind of I'm kind of confused at people saying like they're gonna win the division. I just don't. Just looking at the roster, like it's not that great. Maybe like yeah, people like Miles Sanders, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Like and Darius Slay, those are probably like the only good pieces on the team. Like Fletcher Cox, depending on how you feel about him. What? 
Fletcher Cox, depending yeah, on Yeah, yeah. I, I totally forgot about him. But, yeah, it's like this – everything comes down to the quarterback position, and we just don't know what we're going to get from Jalen Hurts. Like, like what are we going to get from him? Like, he's going to have one year to prove it, and if he doesn't, then he's not going to be – he most likely will probably be the backup in 2022. So. Yeah. Well, and as the season goes on and the Eagles continue to lose, if that's the case, the pressure is just going to build on Hurts because he's going to know unless he's playing lights out and the team's losing, there's no way he's going to keep his job. And if, if he's playing lights out, the team's probably winning. So um, I just I just think that if the Eagles don't get out to you know a strong start, we talked about this you know when we, when we uh, talked about the schedule and how difficult the Eagles schedule is to, to start out, especially. And I just think if, if you go through those first five weeks and you're one and four, two and three, and Hertz is like, you know, mediocre. I mean, the pressure is only going to get harder. I mean, it's only, gonna, I mean, the pressure is only going to, only going to rise and things are only going to get more difficult because we saw last year, just how much pressure can, can affect the quarterback position. Maybe Hertz is different. You know, I, I don't think that, I think there's a huge narrative that once doesn't deal with pressure well, which, I don't necessarily agree with that whatsoever. Um, just yeah. based on what we saw in 2019, um, where his back was against the wall, um, you know, his, his his back, the back of Nick Foles takes the team to the playoffs a year ago, um, and now he's gone, and now it's his show, and now you're, you know, the team's five and six, or you know, whatever it was, I think it might have been what was it, five and seven even at the time? Yeah, it's five yeah. and seven. Um, your team's five and seven, and you know, you just signed this massive deal. You're on the outside looking in, and there's probably not a great chance you making the playoffs. I feel like that was way more pressure than he felt last year. So I think a lot of people put a lot, a lot of stock into, well, he couldn't deal with the pressure of, you know, Jalen hurts behind him or, or what have you. And I just think that's nonsense. So um, I think that pressure can affect you in different ways. Um, And I think that there's different, you know, there's different kinds of pressure. There's psychological pressure and there's pressure that, that is literally physically thrown upon you every single week. Like whenever we saw early in the year when Wentz had no offensive line, um, and, you know, he's getting hit like against Washington. He got hit like a, a, a career high amount of times in that one game. Um, so my, my overall point is I think the pressure for Jalen Hurts, he may not be able to deal with it as well as he did in college or as well as people think he did in college just because, you know, it's a different it's a different game. And like I said, with if the team starts struggling and you start going down that road of, well, maybe I'm not going to be the starter next year if I don't turn this turn this ship around. And that could compound that can, you know, that can compound and make more mistakes or that could, you know, that could like fire and then he, you know, he, he writes the corner. So it'll be interesting to see how they deal with that pressure. Cause I think you're going to be in that scenario. I think you're going to be five, six weeks into the season and the Eagles are going to be a game or two below 500 and Hertz is probably not going to be playing all that well. And I think in, in that scenario, it'll be really interesting to see how he handles it. Cause I think, I think he could turn it up. I think he could be in that situation and kind of flip the switch, but I could see the same thing as last year where it just compounds and compounds and compounds because you don't have that, you know, what, you know, whenever it, whenever it hurts was, was even in Oklahoma, you don't have a CD lamb to throw to you, man. You don't have Alabama's wide receiver cores to bail you out. You've got, you've got Devonta Smith. I mean, and that's about it. And maybe Jalen Richter and, and maybe if Zach Ertz is here, but there's just, I just don't feel like this team has, has a lot of talent to be able to help Jalen hurts become that, that great quarterback this year. <clears throat> yeah. It's, yeah, it's like we don't know what he's gonna be like. You know, you have some 
quarterback analysts out there who believe in him, some don't, and I'd rather listen to the guys who have actually played the game and understand what it takes to be an NFL player. And some are saying that they don't think Jalen Hurts is going to be a good good quarterback. Maybe maybe he is. Maybe that competitive, competitive spirit that he has pushes him over the top, but it's totally different going from college to the NFL where in college you're pl- playing against like mediocre talent like week in week out and when you come to the NFL you're playing against the best players in the in the world basically and you're going to go go up against defensive coordinators who know what they're doing who know how to stop uh, stop you from running and that's going to be even though he only played four games there's still a there's enough sample size to see what he does well and he what he does and all these defensive coordinators that the Eagles play, they're gonna they're gonna focus on what to to nullify his strengths and we'll see if he's able to, you know, adapt to that and maybe the coaching staff can help him with that. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So like like when I see a Jalen Hurts and people talk about how good he played last year, to me I don't I don't see I mean, I, I get he played well in, in stretches and stuff, you know, and statistically he did some some, some nice things um, as far as rushing and, you know, scoring touchdowns. But yeah, I just think when you look at a consistent – a rookie that you know is consistently improving, consistently staying at that level. It's like when you look at Justin – maybe it's a bad example because he was, he was amazing last year. But as the season progressed, you didn't really see Justin Herbert fall off. You know, he kind of had that same, you know, outstanding level of play. He didn't really – hit any lulls, but I think when you saw with Jalen Hurts is even mid-game, especially, and I, I keep going back to the Dallas game where, you know, he's, first half of Dallas, he was really good. He had that amazing throw to Deshaun Jackson. I mean, that was a great throw, outstanding throw, and then it looks like, you know, Jalen Hurts might might take over the game, and then second half rolls around, and he just falls apart at the seams, and the only thing I can point to there is, excuse me, the only thing I can point to there is, um, is is the defense making adjustments and maybe that maybe that's the Eagles not making their own adjustments to combat that and maybe that's Doug Peterson um, and maybe Nick Sirianni can, can can you know make that better but to me I, I see Jalen Hurts and I see these defenses and, and teams making adjustments against him and when they make those adjustments he he can't really seem to get to get out of his own way he can't continue to make those plays because he he made a lot of really really head scratching plays. And I think that's lost in the excitement that he brought, you know, because he did bring a new juice to the team. You know, it felt different. Um, but I think what's lost in that is all the mistakes that he made throughout that. Some of the ridiculous throws where he's just throwing it straight to a defender. And it looked no different than Carson Wentz. And I understand he's a rookie, you know, but but Wentz still looked like a bottom three quarterback in the NFL. And whether or not you're a rookie, Hurts played at that bottom five to three level for, for, for some stretches. And it, it's going to take a lot of scheming to, I think, for for Jalen Hurts to have a real successful season. I think you're going to have to see a lot of what um, what Greg Roman did with um, with the with the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson, able to condense the offense, able to you know kind of simplify things, make things shorter for him, make things easier for him, where you're really playing to a strength of a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, who has amazing run. I mean, he's an incredible runner. I think he's I think he could be a top five running quarterback. You know, as far as just pure running ability at, at his height. I think he's a great runner. I think he's up there, you know, with, um, I, think he's, I think he's better than Dak, who Dak is, I think is a pretty good runner himself. So um, I, I just think that if you are going to, to win with Jalen Hurts, you've got to build a specific offense around him. 
And I don't know if they'll be able to do that in one year. I don't know if they even have the personnel to do that. Um, if, they, if they ship Zach Ertz off, I mean, your tight end position is pretty bare. So I know Dallas Goddard's got a lot of hype, but man, he's had opportunities to really show out. And, you know, he's shown that he's not that consistent yet. He's shown that he's still got a lot of ways to go to become Zach Ertz or even close to that level. Um, so I think whenever you whenever you try to build an offense around a quarterback like Hurts, you've got to have some really good tight ends. You've got to have some really good possession wide receivers and guys that can and guys that can really bail your quarterback out. And I think the Ravens are a great example of that with their tight end group. And I know Hollywood Brown, you know, he's kind of under un, he flies under the radar, but I think he I think he's really good as well for that offense. So if, if the Eagles can make Devonta Smith their Hollywood Brown, they can have you know their Mark Andrews and um, I can't even remember the the other. Tight end they have there. Um, some they got like two or three tight ends over there in Baltimore. But um, if they could have that, you know, type of offense, I think they could have some success. Um, but like I said, I don't know how much of that's going to happen year one. Yeah, like a lot of people were gassing up his performance against the last game against the Redskins. I mean, Washington football team, and he only had he threw for seven out of seven for twenty and seventy two yards in interception. That's a 35% completion percentage. That's not that great. That's pretty bad. And people are gassing it up like, oh, my God. Just because he had those two running touchdowns, people are blowing it out of proportion. So I I, I think I said this on that on the, uh, thread we had la- last week. I said people were ultimately waiting for Wentz to fail. And once he f- failed, everybody was celebrating it. So... Well, to me, it's funny there because you've got a lot of people like, oh, well, you know, you, you're hoping the Eagles are going to lose. Like, I've seen people say that too. Like, oh, you're hoping the Eagles are going to lose. That's all, you're, that's all you're hoping for. It's like, well, no, no, we're not. We're not hoping they lose. But it's funny coming from those people because a lot of those same people were hoping Wentz would fail, which ultimately, ultimately means the Eagles lose. So it is funny to me a lot of those people that victory left after Wentz was awful are a lot of the same people like, oh, you don't, you don't want to support the Eagles like that. Um, the Ali guy, you know, who's a complete weirdo and apparently a massive, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get to it, but, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, that guy, um, in, in, in particular, I saw him coming at you saying like, uh, you know, Oh, look, you're, you're hoping the Eagles lose when all season that same dude was saying how horrible Carson Wentz was, how horrible he knew he was going to be and was, was reveling in the fact that he was right. That Wentz was terrible. And it's just, just so much hypocrisy within that that whole clique and community um but to me it, i don't i don't think saying i believe the eagles are not going to be good this year i don't think that means you're hoping for anything like that doesn't mean you're hoping they're going to be bad it just means you're you're trying to be realistic and not not get the eagles goggles you know involved so much and i try to do that but sometimes you get called a, a hater whatever or, i don't know yeah like yeah, I basically said I don't think the Eagles I, – I didn't say in the thread, I said I think it will be a retool here. I didn't say rebuild. They can do – find out what they have in the coach, see if they have the right quarterback. If they don't, they have enough ammunition to trade off for one or trade for a quarterback. And mm-hmm. like I've all the, all the people who's, who follow the Eagles, like Dave Zingaro, Ruben Frank, They've all said that this is a retooling year for the Eagles, and 2022 is when they'll compete for a Super Bowl. I just don't understand what's so hard to understand that 
from all these fans. Like, wouldn't you rather the Eagles to be loaded than to be a bad team making the playoffs and then not having the mm-hmm. having like a draft pick in the in the in the twenties and not having a draft pick like around like the in the tens or maybe even in the near the near the t- top five picks. So it's kind of like. Would you rather the Eagles to still be a bad team or rather them be bad, but also have the cap space next year to be a good team and also have the draft picks next year to be a good team? Yeah, a lot of these people are Sixers fans, so they should know of all people. You can't just middle – you can't sit in the middle and, yeah. and build a contender. So, you know, if they go next year, if they, it's going to like, – and I, I'm saying this now because, it's you know, it's July – it's going to suck whenever they go five, you know, they only win yeah, five games again. Of course. Again. You never want to see them losing games. Yeah, it's going to be miserable. But but at the same time, you got to look at the big picture. And big picture, the Eagles aren't going to win a Super Bowl next year. Like, I'm sorry, they're not. They're just, they just don't have the, they don't have it, man. And it's so, I don't think a first-year head coach has ever even made a, a Super Bowl, let alone won one. Like, I could be wrong here, but, oh, I'm, yeah, no, I, I don't think they have. Um Unless I'm missing someone, I can't think of like a first-year head coach. I know Lafleur made it to a title game, you know, here recently as a first-year head coach. But yeah, um, Aaron Rodgers is quarterback. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's, it makes it a little easier. We got Aaron Rodgers. We got Jalen Hurts. So yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm just saying, like, man, I don't want to be a seven-eight and one team or or whatever. Or I'm sorry, not seven-eight one, uh, seven and ten team. Yeah, um, barely make the playoffs or barely miss it. Or you know, be be nine, eight, and whatever, and, and just I don't know, man. I just to me, I, I don't see it. I don't see winning, making a playoff game, and getting eliminated round one. I don't see the benefit of that, you know. And maybe get Jalen Hurts a playoff experience. I've always thought that was overrated as shit, anyway. Because I mean, Nick Foles, what playoff experience did he have? And he was a fucking, he was an, an incredible. So I think playoff experience is super overblown. Patrick Mahomes had zero playoff experience, and he made it to a title game his first year in the playoffs. So I think if you're a great quarterback, it doesn't matter what experience you have in the playoffs or not or don't have. So to me, you know, they go win four games, man. Like that's fine. Four and thirteen, go go for it, man. <laughs> and we'll we'll take another top five pick, and we'll get Derek Singleton. You know, Derek Singleton, and or maybe a quarterback. Yeah, or quarterback. If they, if they go like, let's say they go. I can't even do compute what their schedule is gonna what their record is gonna be with that added game, but let's say they go like four and thirteen. Mm-hmm. That obviously tells you that Jalen Hurts is not the answer. Yep. It, I think when I say Jalen Hurts is not the answer, I mean like we've seen multiple reports by the Eagles, like they weren't really sold on him. They're trying trying to figure out a way to get like a new. You saw the reports where they're trying to trade for, they're interested in trading for Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. so that kind of tells you that they're not really sold on him. They just they basically grabbed Devontae Smith just just because so the Giants wouldn't get him. That's that's ultimate. That's what I think. Um, like I said before, if they're a terrible team, they're probably going to be drafting a quarterback or yeah. they'll trade those picks for a quarterback in the NFL. So, yeah. Well, and to me, the Devonta Smith pick is just kind of almost admitting your your mistake of, of Jalen Rager last year um, in a way. And, and it's also, I mean, they 
they clearly have have a need at wide receiver. Even if Jalen, even if Jalen Rager hits, I mean, you can't really rely on Travis Fulgham, you know, to be yeah. your one hundred number two. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Jalen and Greg Ward, so it's like you definitely had a, a need there. Um, and I think Devonta Smith was definitely worthy of that, you know, pedigree of a pick. So I don't necessarily that and people pointed that like, look, that means they're locked in on Jalen Hurts. Like, okay, I guess it does. Like, it just means they really like Devonta Smith. <laughs> They they wanted to take him that high, so and you're right. Um, the the Giants wanting him as well probably played a massive part. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah go, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, no, I was just saying. Um, yeah, I, I just to me to me it, it, it's there's a lot on the line this year. You know, if Jalen hurts, if Jalen hurts plays really well, this team's probably gonna at least you know win seven, eight games. And if they do, and Jalen Hurts is looking great, you know, I'll deal with that. I'll deal with the, you know, the 17th or 16th, 15th overall pick, whatever. That's fine, because you're going to probably have, you know, three coming back at you anyway. So, um, just to me, I, I want to see, I want to see Jalen Hurts take some steps forward. I want to see him really improve upon what he did last year and not make the same boneheaded mistakes and not turn the ball over so much and you know, people get on to wins constantly, man. And and Jalen Hurts turned the ball over at an insane rate last year. It was like a pace of if you do his snaps played, um, you know, it, if he plays a thousand snaps in a year last year, I mean, that's a pace of forty turnovers. And a thousand snaps is about a sixteen game season for a quarterback. So he was had about a almost a 40, 40 turnover in a season pace, and that, that's just not sustainable. Um, Fumbles, you know, or I'm sorry, not 40 turnovers, 40 combined fumbles and interceptions. Technically, those fumbles weren't, you know, aren't technically turnovers yet, but um, still, 40 combined turn, um, fumbles and interceptions is horrible um, for a season. So, if you're able to see him really take strides as a passer, you know, take take it to the next level, and you see Nick Sirianni be creative and, and add some wrinkles, and the team be competitive, then man, I'm all for you know going with Jalen Hurst next year and, and seeing what he's got again, and hopefully he's he's a franchise quarterback, but he's bad man and, and your team is you know four and 13 or you know three and 14 14 <laughs> <laughs> whatever if you only win yeah. a few games man Jalen Hurts has got to go and I, I I can't imagine a scenario where Jalen Hurts looks really good and the team is really bad and I'm just I'm afraid that um I'm afraid we're going to see him just kind of be mediocre in the team possibly playing better than we me and you even expected around him. Like, like what, what happens if Jalen hurts is mediocre, but the team's like the defense is awesome. What if Jonathan Gannon is a freaking, you know, wizard and has the defense looking top five, but, but Jalen hurts is only okay. And the team is skid, you know, skids into the playoffs. Then what the fuck do you do? So that scenario I'm really worried about, man, because you're going to have the people that love Jalen hurts are going to jump up. Look, he made the freaking playoffs his first year start. And I don't care what his stats are, whatever. You're going to have that, that narrative driven home hundred times and to me if Jalen Hurts isn't playing well and he's getting carried into the playoffs like sliding in like could happen because the division could be bad again you never know what's going to happen um if that happens man that's going to be tough (laughs) it's going to be tough because it just all it all rides on Jalen Hurts and what he can do um individually so we'll see what happens I'll say this one thing and then we'll just you know wrap up the whole episode but what if Jalen Hurts is playing terrible and Carson Wentz is playing like an MVP candidate. Twitter is going to be a war zone. I'm going to be dunking on people. I want to be dunking on multiple people. I might end up getting blocked or something. 
Like, you hope for failure. You can't do that. You you can't. You're not allowed to dunk on them because that's that's you reveling in the Eagles' failure. It's fucking bullshit. But yeah, I would do the same thing. I'm gonna do the same exact thing as you. But we're gonna get fucking flamed for it because yeah, I'm, apparently I'm it's not the same. <laughs> apparently it's not the same as reveling in Carson Wentz's demise, which also means the Eagles suck. But if you can see Carson Wentz playing great and in in Jalen Hurts playing terrible, I'm gonna dunk on people, bro. I'm gonna say, listen, I fucking told you people like we should have probably waited another season. Yeah, that's gonna be. Y'all, if that happens, I'll probably get blocked by like a ton of people. Like I'll just be, I'll pull like I ha- I have I have I've like saved so many tweets of people saying shit, and I'm like I'll just pull that back up and yeah. Well, we'll leave it there. We'll come back to you guys next week. Hopefully, we'll get some more Eagles news. And yep, fly Eagles fly. Follow me Twitter at Big Twenty and follow Aaron at Aaron Palacios Five. Talk to you later. Fly with fly.